Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this DGIF Friday, and we are honored, as we always are, when we have the Adjutant General of Vermont's National Guard with us, General Gregory Knight. Good morning. Morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're We're doing doing great. And first, I got to say, Anthony. Look at that, Pickles. Oh, they're so The Adjutant General, along with all he does with the National Guard, does a great job, but he also makes pickles. You're getting really good at it. And uh, I, I, I hear they are really good. Well, it's it's a hobby of mine, and I, I probably mentioned this before. My wife asked me, "Why? What is it with you and making pickles yeah. or salsa or anything else that I do?" And I said, "Unlike my job, I, I think when I'm done, I like it because I can see that I actually have something to show for my work." Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got to tell you, when I, I grew up in the restaurant business, and and I worked every station in the kitchen, in out front of the house, back of the house. My favorite position is doing dishes. Because when you're done, you look, you're like, I just did that. Come on over to my house done. anytime. Yeah. <laughs> and Karen, my, my wife's looking at the radio right now going, that's your favorite thing to do in the kitchen? Really? Because I leave a mess everywhere. Come day. over to my house. You can do dishes. I, You know, if you want to clean toilets, we've got, got plenty for no, you. No, I, I don't know. It's just the sense of, you know, it's like, okay, that's done. There's peace. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um You've got a big trip coming up. You leave Monday for Austria. Tell us tell us about that. Yep. So we, we're going on our uh, second year. This spring will be two years in May uh, in our, our partnership uh, with Austria. So still relatively new, uh, but they are very forward-leaning. Um, we've made some fast friendships already, building relationships there. And, and so this one is for their annual officer's ball. So the chief of National Guard Bureau is going to be there, uh, General Cavoli, who's a European command commander, so, uh, you know, a lot of uh, senior officials will be there from the U.S., but uh, it's from across the globe. So it's a great opportunity for us to showcase yeah. the state partnership program, reinforce our, our partnership and relationship uh, with Austria, and continue to advance um, the partnership in advance in the interest of both countries. So that's pretty exciting. Who else goes on the trip? So we've got a, a small group of, of Vermonters. I have, obviously, Cap Markovich, is, who's here with us today. Um, we'll have somebody there from Public Affairs. Um, I've got uh, my assistant adjutant general air. So we've got a small delegation going, comparatively speaking. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's right. Yeah, so the plan, uh, we're still, of course, like anything else, we're waiting for funding. Uh, we're bringing members of our 40th Army Band, uh, at least that's the plan, and we're going to partner them uh, for some performances with the Austrian Army Band. And they are remarkably talented, as you can probably imagine, given the strength of the arts uh, in Austria. Yeah, I, yeah I've, and I've seen the band play, and yeah, man, they are good. Uh, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. And they're, you know, for me, they have a passion for music and, and performing. Uh, it's truly admirable. And yeah. for the Guard, especially as the Adjutant General, that's that's one of my primary tools for, for community outreach. Uh, and they, they do the tour um, every spring and summer, so it's it's really great for them to be a part of it. And I got to say, I've actually been at uh, a couple of events with the guard, which I've been honored to be at, and I've seen the adjutant general sing, and he's pretty good. So we're talking about the band, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's maybe. like the more I drink, the better I sound, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, and we did actually first weekend in December. We did our uh, a military ball, and, and we had a lot of uh, just incredible folks there, incredible sponsors, you know. Ernie Parmelo, our honorary commanders, just so many folks uh, that help sponsor that event and truly make it affordable for the, the junior members of our guard. 
Uh, but we had about 1,200 folks there. Uh, took up two floors of the Double Tree. We had uh, nice. DJ upstairs and live band downstairs, and uh, just esprit de corps. And being a part of something uh, like our guard was uh, just incredible. We don't do that, not one of that scale all that often. So it was just tremendous. Yeah. Just we, and getting back together. You know, we had this conversation, and I'm sure all we will for years, post-COVID, mm-hmm. to be able to put 1,200 people yeah. in one place and just, just celebrate. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. And, and for me, and I've said it before, and I'll continue, I'm always going to advocate, advocate for the guard. That's what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's I believe in what we do. I believe in our mission, and I believe in our folks and uh, their professionalism. You know, the the pressures that they have already, just uh, working their civilian job for two-thirds of the organization. These are drilling part-time members of our guard. Um, so this was a kind of a, a recognition of them. That was the whole theme, uh, was, was uh, honoring their service. And it was a good opportunity for us to say thanks and, and, and let them have a good time and, yeah. and just uh, enjoy being a part of our guard. Nice. That's important. And uh, um, we're talking to Ad- the Adjutant General of Vermont's National Guard. If you have a question for General Knight, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 um, General Knight, I understand there is a, a new program where you're handling a little differently in terms of one-on-ones with at least some members of, of leadership in the Guard, is it? Or who will do this with legislators? Right. So uh, Vermont... It is interesting. We're unique across the United States where the uh, Vermont legislature elects the adjutant general. And uh, that that's it has its pros and cons. I mean, certainly a, a, a gubernatorial appointment is more streamlined. You would align it like a, a judiciary appointment. You'd have a vetting committee. Um, but the, the goodness in our process um, facilitates legislative engagement. We're probably more engaged, I think, than most other states. Um, it, it's just better for Vermont. It's a it's a beautiful thing about being in a small state. We can build those relationships, and in many instances, it's simply more effective at getting things done. Uh, that's why you know between now and the end of twenty six, we've got uh, gosh, I think twenty six million dollars of military construction coming to Vermont. Uh, that's because of our relationship with the congressional delegation. We've gotten things done working with the Vermont National Guard Caucus and my colleagues in the legislature. Um, not too many states have a Vermont National Guard or a National Guard or Veterans Caucus. Uh, certainly not as active as ours. So I, I had I could not have foreseen when I asked for this uh, caucus four and a half years ago. It's a legislative construct. I just I simply asked for it. You, you want to know about the guard? I'd love to have a mechanism to talk to you. Uh, probably one of the smartest things I, I could have done. I could not have foreseen the collegiality, engagement, um, and, and genuine interest in, in what goes on with our guard uh, coming from that caucus. And, of course, the beautiful thing is they go from this caucus, this interest group, and they go back to their respective committees, and they can share what they learned. Always better to have them know what the guard's about than to not know. Yes. And so our legislators, though, are, are, are members of the guard – assigned uh, to a particular legislator now? Right. So what we've done, so there's only one of me, and I'm, I'm happy to go and, and, and do the engagements, but I think for a, a continuity of effort and, and actually carrying it beyond my time in this job, um, we've assigned senior leaders in both our Air and Army National Guard, um, basically a, a group of legislators. So that is a more direct contact. If they have questions, the legislators can reach right out to their, their uh, liaison. And I think it facilitates the flow of communication. Yeah, I definitely think it's um, <clears throat> when we're talking about, you know, they're, they're starting now a lot of a lot of discussions and a lot of committees. Mm-hmm. And if you have people sitting in the committee room saying, oh, wait, I'm, I'm in this caucus. Here's my contact. Let me just uh, reach out to them real quick. Mm-hmm. We can answer this question. 
as yep. opposed to kind of speculating. I think open communication is always a good thing. More is always better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as an example, so there's um, I went down on Wednesday and I spoke with the House Commerce Committee with Representative Marcotte and and, and his group and um, Senate Bill Thirty is proposing the establishment of a sister state committee. Well, I, I looked at the construct of the sister state committee and who's on proposed if the bill passes into law. So it's, you know, Secretary of Commerce and Community Development, Director of Vermont Humanities, two from the House, two from the Senate, and two by the governor. But I noted there's nobody from the Guard. And if I look at our experience, if I look across Vermont, perhaps with the exception of Vermont Council on World Affairs, what organization has as much international experience as we do through the state partnership program? 30 years with North Macedonia and the Balkans, 15 years in West Africa with Senegal, and now going on two years with Austria. Um, so let's leverage that. Uh, I mean, get, it doesn't have to be me. It can be the adjutant general or designee. Are we going to get that changed? Well, that's what, that was my ask. I, I thought it would be important to, to let us have a seat at the table and – and what folks don't understand about the state partnership program, and if you're not familiar with it, just type it into your search engine, just National Guard State Partnership, and it'll bring up the uh, the website. What we don't, we're not effective yet at leveraging a whole of society or a whole of Vermont approach. So historically, yeah, the partnership starts as a military to military relationship. But the folks that, that we engage with when we go over there, it's not just our military colleagues. I mean, I've, I've spoken, I go to Senegal and meet with the Minister of the Interior, their fire brigade chief who works with our civil support team here. Um, I meet with Minister of Agriculture, Environmental Conservation, um, just about everything, at least for an introductory conversation. If we follow that potential, um, this sister state committee, I think, could grow and make it a more multilateral and again, multilateral approach and bring in that the, the goodness um, that Vermont can. We do a lot of things really well here. Well, hopefully they see the what seems to me the obvious no-brainer, the wisdom in adding having the National Guard have a seat at the table on that. Yeah, hopefully. Well, that's the ask. That well, and and I like the way you put it. Well, I asked, and and we'll see. Just like the caucus, you said, you know, I'd like this, and look at that. Four and a half years later, here we are. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, we're, we're talking uh, to Adjutant General uh, Gregory Knight from uh, Vermont National Guard. If you want to join the conversation. Rise with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620 WVMT. Want to sing a little bit of this for us, uh, Adjutant General? No. <laughs> oh, well, I've seen him sing. He's good. He's good. <laughs> So we are back on the morning. A subjective assessment for sure. I was, I was impressed. I was very impressed. Uh, I've sung karaoke, and it's not usually so it's not as good as you. So we are back on the morning drive, everybody. And if you got, we've got the adjutant general with us, uh, along with Captain Mike Arkovich. And uh, if you have a question for the adjutant general of our Vermont National Guard, we are we love our National Guard. We're proud of our guard. And uh, if you have a question for the adjutant general, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, triple eight four one four zero three zero three. General Knight, I, I know we were talking about the obviously the trip to Austria, but also uh, the the association with the legislature mm-hmm. and the, how you pair up legislators with individual legislators. There's an issue that's. Um, been in front of the legislature for a long time. I know I proposed a bill on it, and lots of others have. And we got a little tiny piece of it, I think, last year, but not nearly mm-hmm. enough. Which is 
uh, taxation of military retirement. Right. Can you talk about that? And to me, it's to me, it's it's. Are like, you asking me as a constituent? Or are you asking me as the adjutant general? Uh, <laughs> you pick. <laughs> well, my my approach to this uh, is is Curtis, simply one from uh, workforce development. So if if I look, if you do a little bit of research, right, and and let's I'll give you some background for for the listeners. If you look at best places for military retirement, you can go to military.com, Wallet Hub, any number of places. What you're going to find is Vermont is not anywhere near the top. Uh, best places for military retirees. So we're up from last year. We were 51st last year. And 51st. I checked uh, just the other day, and now we're at 47. Uh, oh. But there are currently 48 other states that provide a greater level of tax relief than Vermont does to military retirees. 27 or 28 of those states don't tax the pension at all. Um, but I can look from a workforce development perspective. When somebody retires from the Guard, for instance, or in the military, we could be in a position to make Vermont very attractive for them. Um, this is a great place to live, great place to, to raise kids. Um, I'm, I'm always happy to come home. But what are we doing to draw that population here? So for me, it's another tool. My, my One of our target audiences is getting either military retirees to come here. I am I am an odd one, right, because I'm old and in the Army still. A lot of folks, you think about it, they joined at age 18, even if they stayed for 20. They're 38 years old. They're only 38 years old. Right. So why would we not try to make Vermont attractive and bring them here? Because they're going to bring their kids here. They're going to pay their taxes here. They're going to go back into the workforce, right? And and they're bringing with them a lot of transferable skills. Mm-hmm. So I think that should be a part of the conversation. But if I look at the number of military retirees in Vermont, that number has remained static now for six years. We're probably at about 6,900. Incremental change, you know, a little bit either way. Uh, but they're not coming here, and they're not staying here. Um, anecdotally, if I look at the states just from the folks that I work with in the Guard, um, Tennessee is, is growing in popularity, South Carolina, North Carolina, Maine and New Hampshire. You can cross the Connecticut River and, and get a greater level of tax relief. So it's it's just a tool for me. Imagine if I've got a young junior NCO or first lieutenant or captain who's ending their first term of service. Let's say they're getting out at six years. We could align them with a job here in Vermont. I have yet to meet an employer that's not looking for quality employees who have a good work ethic. We have that, Mm -hmm. uh, but I need that tool. If I can get that in front of those young soldiers, airmen, sailors, and Marines who are relocating, for instance, to the Northeast, well, why not Vermont? Um, But that just, to me, that's my, my argument for it, is give us that tool and let's make Vermont attractive and bring talent here. And I know you can't say this, but I can. But to me, it's embarrassing that we are we were 51st and now we've moved up to 47th. I mean, our National Guard, our, our military. I mean, come on, with all that, we all we, we love the National Guard. We love our military and, and you keep us safe and free and do so much in so many ways for all of us. And we're 47th? That's embarrassing. I mean, and these bills have been around forever. I know that we took a tiny little step last year. But um, you you obviously can make the case and clearly tell us. I think some people think it's not true that people make decisions like this that they that they either don't come here or they might leave because because there's a better financial situation somewhere else. But it's mm-hmm. it's true, right? And, and and it just makes if you can give yourself a twenty thousand dollar a year pay raise mm-hmm. by simply moving. I say simply moving is a complex thing, but. We could we could build that here. I'm convinced of it. I look at the, the opportunities that we have here, all the things that this state offers, 
and we certainly need people to join our guard. They could join the guard and be a traditional drilling member and go into our workforce. Well, that's that's the point. When you talk about workforce development, immediately I was thinking, okay, are you talking about globally in Vermont or just the Guard? But it's both, really. I mean, and you're talking about workforce development in Vermont. You're right. And if, you, if, if you're 38 years old, you're like the, the perfect person to, to try to court to bring to Vermont. You're going you're gonna to have a, a, a high, higher paying job because you've got a skill set coming in. You're going to probably have a family mm-hmm. and you're, I mean, you're going to consume products. I mean, it's going to have, I would think that I, I, I'm trying to verbalize it, but you could show mathematically the, the financial impact to the economy of Vermont for every single uh, retiree you could attract here mm-hmm. for both benefit, not, not just the open economy, but then like you said, they're, they're going to join the guard as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is very frustrating considering too in contrast even though vermont the taxation policy isn't as, as friendly to to <laughs> to veterans we have one of the most uh awarded and and we're, uh, national guard units in the country mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like Against this other adversity, which, you know, I understand, some, but $20,000 isn't a huge amount of money. If, if you're sitting there saying, where are we going to go next? Uh, if somebody said you can get $20,000 more if you go, uh, you know, one state over, uh, come on, that's a no-brainer. I can see warmer climates. Initially, when you said, well, Tennessee and the Carolinas, I'm like, yeah, well, everybody likes warmer climates. But New Hampshire and Maine, okay, similar climates, mm-hmm. completely different uh, financial situation. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's got to be that's got to be frustrating from from your perspective. Well, I think what I'd like it's easy enough to do, and this this is kind of I inform I try to inform the discussion, right? So let's do some yeah. comparative analysis. And I'm I'm not an analysis person, but if I look at other like sized states, like Maine or New Hampshire or the Dakotas or even Montana or Wyoming, population wise, if those states are not taxing military pensions. They would have a military retiree population. I know they do three or four times that of Vermont. So yeah, initially there might be a cost, right? It, it is an expenditure because you're not drawing in that those tax dollars. And I don't have that number off the top of my head. A few years ago, it was two point eight million. But if you make it, if you build it, and you make the investment, and you make Vermont attractive, on the back side of that, what if we grew our military retiree population three or four times what it is now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's the potential that I see. We're right. almost out of time. Can we grab a quick phone call for the general? Yep. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. You know, and, and as a double whammy, once these military retirees, um, I believe, will start collecting at 60 because that will be start to come into my whole household soon. Um, when you get to uh, 62 and above, then you can start paying tax on Social Security as well because we're one of only, I believe, nine states that tax that. So uh, it's a big incentive for people to move elsewhere between military retirement and Social Security being taxed. General, any additional comment on that? Anything else you yeah. want to get out before we... Well, it just, it just adds to the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've got to make Vermont, in my view, more affordable. Um, I love it here. I, I would just as soon not leave. Recruitment's uh, still a big issue, obviously. It is. It is, and it's going to be. Um, I, I think we've really got to do a better job messaging. I think we're getting there. Um, do a little more in-depth analysis about what it is that Vermont needs to change, the Vermont Guard. What, what are we not getting at to, to make the Vermont Guard attractive? I know nationally, in my view, we're being undermined. There's there's a, 
a negative connotation with military service now. Um, when we're no longer one of the most trusted organizations, we've really dropped in that standing. But, you know, like the whole argument, well, well, the military's gone woke. Okay, that's garbage uh, in my perspective, to be perfectly blunt. Um, not what I'm seeing here. Uh, we've got an incredibly professional organization, um, just incredible opportunities for anybody who's qualified to serve. And, and I, just come see us. We've got to put a face on the monster here. You get out of your comfort zone, get out of your perception, and come see us. And, and maybe you get a little more educated about what it is you're talking about. All right, there he is, Greg Knight, the Adjutant General for Vermont's National Guard. We love them. We love everything they do for all of us. And uh, keep on doing it and, and uh, have a great trip to Austria. That's going to be, be exciting. Good. We'll keep you posted. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break, check in with Fox News. Uh, and it's got the headlines. We've got the forecast from uh, Gary Sadowski at Channel 